Welcome to the broadcast at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. We invite you to join us here on this station each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We also invite you to join us in person at 11 a.m. The church is located at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, Georgia. Now join Pastor Les Fuller as he brings God's Word. Number 13, and I want to read, uh, I want to read from verse 3 all the way down to verse number 7. I wish that I had time to preach from this whole chapter here this morning, but I just simply do not have time. And will you give God your undivided attention as we read together from God's Word because you're going to need this. Somewhere along the journey of life, you are going to need these verses. Oftentimes I read them or have read them in the past at a wedding. and heard them quoted there and that's a suitable place to have them read. And then sometimes we'll read them during Valentine's Day because it is uh, during that time that we express our love for one another and for each other. And that's a good time to read it then. But I think it's a good time to read it in the event of the passing of a loved one uh, because it is the love that we have in our heart that uh, pushes us on to look beyond that present trial, distress, and that hurt to realize that our love does not stop just because we have placed someone in a grave. And I want to preach to you this morning on God's enduring love for us. And the Bible says in verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Now this word charity, I don't want you to be confused. It is, it is, is another word for love. But in your Bible, and those of you that know the, the, the history of the Word of God, you know that our Bible was translated from Greek. And because of that, the Greek language has different levels of love that's in that language. But this, this word charity is a word that's on the highest level of love, which is called agape love. You've heard that said sometime or another, if you've been in church any length of time, that, that this word is a representation of the highest form of love between men, women, or vice versa. We can love our sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, with this highest form of love. Now let me say something about this message before I get too deep into it. The Apostle Paul had been trying to clarify in the lives of the church at Corinth this agape love that there are things that you may do, things that you may uh, try to live up to, but if charity is not, or, or love, or agape love is not the motive behind it, then it's nothing. You have nothing. You'll never experience this great gift of love. And what I'm preaching to you today, I want my children to experience. I want my children to experience it with a husband, a wife, sons and daughters, to say that I have love that is defined as love in action. It is a love that supersedes 
even the thought of a man's life because it's, it's not seen just in word, but is described indeed through the actions of an individual. And I'd like to ask you this morning, as a husband, are you expressing love in action to your family? It goes further than your emotions. A lot of people base uh, their whole life on emotions. What do I feel? And they even base their dating. A young person would base their dating. Well, they just make me feel good. I want to tell you this morning that it goes deeper than your emotions. This kind of love that Paul is trying to bring straight forth in, uh, in the church and in our lives as individuals. He says, it profiteth me nothing. And that's what charity is about. You cannot profit in any kind of love that God gives if, if you're trying to do it for the wrong reasons. Let me show you verse number 4 now. Charity suffereth long. What does that mean? It means that when you're seeing your loved one in pain, they're hurting, that you can walk with them through whatever they're facing. I've watched some of you. Uh, in our congregation that have walked down that hard, hard road of, of sickness, of cancer, diabetes, and all these things that you just simply, you just simply wonder, why me, God? Why am I here? Why am I facing this? Why is this? Uh, but charity walks with that individual through that, and it says, and I want you to notice, it suffereth long. True love will suffer <clears throat> with somebody else. Uh, even though that you have a choice that you may not have to do that. But it suffereth long and is kind. And this is what the world is missing today. There is no love in politics. There is no love uh, at the workplace anymore. And in fact, it is a sign of the times that you and I are living in that the Bible said that just before the, the Lord Jesus come and gather His church that there would be a sign that would be given it's a sign of love being waxing cold in the lives of so many people. And friend, if you find it hard to love that person sitting next to you, if your heart does not yearn over them, and listen, as a parent, if you can't look at the children that God is giving you and it hurt, the kind of love that I'm preaching to you about is a love that actually hurts you because you want to... I'm not saying that it brings you down, but it hurts because you suffer for them. This is the kind of love that Paul is talking about. Ch charity, this kind of love, agape love, it doesn't envy. In other words, you look at somebody who has more than what you've got and you're not envious over them, but you're proud for them. Can I share with you what the, what the late preacher Adrian Rogers used to say uh, when somebody would ask him to come into their home? Adrian had, a, had a, uh, a wonderful congregation of people that came around him, loved on him, and they blessed him. And he became one of the most powerful radio preachers in the nation, if not the world. And he would go visit their homes. And the first thing that he would do privately when they would welcome him into their home is he would, he would, he would pray privately secretly as he was walking down the hallways of that home and he said, God, I want to thank you for blessing this man, this woman, this family with such a wonderful place to live. He was not envious. 
He didn't want what they had, but he wanted to thank God for what God had given them. And I'm going to tell you something this morning, church. Your love for your spouse, your family, your sons and daughters is mediocre at best when all you can do is look at somebody and just be envious. Envy should never stop you from loving someone with charity. Charity, vaunt not. In other words, it behaves itself. You're not a braggart. You're not looking at yourself saying, look at me, what I am. What? That's not love. And it's crept into our homes. And, and it's a me time. It's a me generation. These children, uh, they'll do whatever they can. And the, by the way, the, sta- the, the stage that they have is, the, is, is, is this area where we live. They'll do anything They'll act out in any way to get attention. But I'm telling you this morning, true love will take a second seat and you'll step aside because you want somebody else to be seen other than yourself. We must never in true love brag on ourselves who we are, what we've been, where, we've, uh, where we're going and all these things. I'm just, I'm just trying to get to the, to the message today. But it's not puffed up. In other words, you're not lifting yourself up in pride. And oftentimes I see marriages that I can just about tell you that there is fracture from the beginning simply because they do not have these qualities in their marriage and in their life. Love suffereth long. I've often watched it happen and play out time and time and time again. And I want this church to be a church filled with love. For it's Christ's love that must be seen in us and through us. Let me move on now to another verse. The Bible says, It doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, and thinketh no evil. How about this in the Bible? We read in where Abraham and Lot had been so blessed by God where that Abraham's herd had grown to be so big and Lot's herd had grown to be so big. And by the way, it was God that told Abraham, said, all this is yours. I'm going to give it to you. But Abraham was the better man. And if you'll practice this in business, if you'll practice this in your home, you'll have a better chance at succeeding. Abraham and Lot's herdsmen strove together and Abraham took the high road and took a step back and he let Lot pick which way he would go and he chose the well-watered plains of Mamre and there he goes off towards Sodom and Gomorrah. But who was the more blessed? Abraham. If you'll practice putting others before you and yourself, you may have a chance of experiencing this agape love of charity in your life. Love boneth not itself. It doesn't lift itself up in pride. And the Bible says uh, it does not rejoice in iniquity. How about that? It, when you see somebody that's in sin, you don't pride yourself in saying, I'm better than that. Look at me. Look at who I am. Look at what they've done. And you pick their sin. And I'll guarantee you, if you'll just look around in this church, there is nobody in this service today that is perfect. Now you may think you are with that makeup that you've got on that's an inch thick uh, and you may think that you are because that you read your Bible tonight or last night before you came to church but if you get down to the bottom and to the brass tacks of your life you'll find out 
you're not perfect. You don't have the right to go around and point out everybody's sins and tell them how wrong they are until you've dealt with your sin first. True love, true love fixes what's wrong with you first before helping somebody else. And it rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. And I, here's where I want to get to. Beareth all things, it believeth all things, and hopeth all things, and endureth all things. So in Patricia's case, this time last year, we stood at the cemetery, and it was as far as we could go. That's it. There'll not, there'll not be any more of these special times of the year of, of what we might just say Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, family birthdays, and all of these things. And now there's a vacant spot at the table. The voice of laughter that was once there is not there like it was. And you just kindly go on and you go through life and you go through the motions and you wonder, what do I do? If you've been there like I've been uh, with people that I love, I've stood there at the cemetery and I still feel this awesome love in my heart, but there's nobody there. And I think to myself, what am I going to do with all this emotion of love that's inside of me, I still feel the yearning and the longing to sit down and just to talk and just to know that that person is there. I still feel the longing and the yearning in my life just to hear their voice and just sit down for a, a simple conversation. I've said this so many times, but what I would give to go back up into the mountains and sit down and pull my feet under the table of my grandmother's table and sit down to a meal of cabbage, soup, beans, and cornbread. Just one more time. Just sit down. But love, it must endure. It must endure no matter what we face in life. Can I say this morning that this kind of love in the book of 1 Corinthians is a love that is Christ-like. What was it that Christ did that was so remarkable that's beyond human comprehension? He gave. Are you giving your life? Are you giving your life in love, in action? And I want to I ask you something this morning. Does the love that you profess for your family and, the, and those that are closest to you, is it a love that actually hurts at times? I've said this time and time again. Stevie Walden told me this several years ago as we were talking about our children being older and getting older. And, and, uh, he, and I've never forgot this. Uh, what Stevie said, it was wisdom. A word fitly spoken. He said, Les, the greatest sound that I've ever heard in my life is when I'm laying in bed at night, when my kids were at home, when I lay in bed at night and I would hear the sound of their car coming back home into my driveway. Love till it hurts because it takes sleep away from you. Because you want to know that their well-being is okay. And some of you that have little children sitting in your lap today, 
You better hold them close because someday they're going to walk all over your heart, not, in, not meaning to, not because they hate you, but simply because that time is going to pull them away. And the greatest sound that you may hear may be the sound of them pulling into your driveway. Love can hurt. And I say this morning, love till it does hurt. Let each other know how you feel and hold each other while that you can and rejoice in the blessings of God and the gifts that God has given you and find a way to enjoy each other in the Spirit of God. Can I say this morning, most likely you will never experience the love like David and Patricia had if you don't find yourself in church. I'm seeing a repetition, not only in this church, but in other churches. The young people start having a family, and they know that it's important to have their children in church. And when they're young, and then as the children get older, Henry, this is the pattern of what happens. They sign up for this. They sign up for that. The next thing you know, those little children are involved in everything, and there is nothing absolutely nothing more important. I don't care if it's the ball field, the deer stand, uh, the racetrack, uh, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. There is nothing absolutely more important than having your family in church on Sunday morning. Amen. And your children are for sale today. People are trying to buy them off. But my kids are not for sale. And nor should yours be. True love will set boundaries around that relationship. You know, there's certain things that I refuse to do. Certain things that we should refuse to do because we know it may hurt the ones that are around us. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, Though I have charity... I give my body to be burned. Though I, though I become a martyr and I don't have love in action, this agape love, and, and though I can preach and have all faith to move mountains and still not have love, it profiteth me nothing. I know preachers today, Brother Swain, that could preach the socks off of me and everybody else. I mean, they had a mind like a bear trap and could preach the Word of God and they knew it from, the, from front to the back and they could preach and, and, and just preach the Word of God, but behind their words, they had no love. And their ministry was set on the sidelines. And one of the things I want you to know about me is that I love you. I care about you. I wish you could see my heart throughout the week of how I pray for the peace of God to come on this place, for the presence of God in your life and mine as well. 
And I pray that God, the charity that I'm preaching about, that I'll never lose that, that I never get so knowledgeable in the Word of God that I forget to love, that I never get to the place in life where I, where I, I lift myself up in pride, where I stand before the congregation of God's people and I stand up in arrogance and instead of love. I want to tell you this morning that I love you. A man says the other day in a book that I was reading, says you ought to tell your congregation that you love them often because they don't hear it enough in this world. I want to say to my son, my son rather, my daughters, I love you. And me and your mama have never had a million dollars to give. But what I could give was peace in my home. And times of fellowship in the Spirit of God. And I wouldn't give, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give anything for what we experienced last night in my home. Practicing for Henry today and for the glory of God. What, what, what we experience, anybody can have. It's free because love endureth. And I want to say this in closing this morning. I feel like that our time is winding down to a close. I didn't even get to the thoughts that God's given me. Brother Tim, will you forgive me? <laughs> love has convictions. You must focus on the ones that are the closest to you that you love. And I've looked at some of you and I've stood there and held your hands. In the worst times of your life. And I've watched you walk down those roads of, of grief and I, and, I, and I wonder how are they making it. I don't know that I could do what you have done but God the Bible says that his love endureth all things and I like to say to Patricia I don't know how you make it and to every widow in our church and widower in our church I don't know how you get up and put one foot in front of another and go I've never experienced what some of you have. But God's love is enduring beyond this life. And I would like to say to you, we Christians are not supposed to weep as those that have no hope. And I, I will never forget this as long as I live. We were eating a meal the other day over at uh, Shelly's mama and daddy's and uh, sitting around, we, I don't know how we got off on this, but uh, Preacher Frank Gable, you, you might remember him, Tim, I know, yep, and Preacher Frank, pastored five churches at one time in these mountains in northeast Georgia, can you imagine that? And they said when Preacher Frank uh, was starting out, he and Miss B didn't have any money to buy suits or clothing and said that... Uh, this is my wife's grandfather. He 
Miss B would stand at the iron, ironing board, and would iron his clothes. He had one white shirt, and it was so worn out that the back was out of it. And he would travel these mountains preaching the word of God with a shirt that was cut out of the back because it was wore out, and he would never take his coat off. Now that's love. How that? That is love. And he would preach the word of God. And hundreds, if not thousands of people came to know the Lord through this man. And I married his granddaughter. We were, somebody real close in the family had passed. Shelly could tell it better than I can. And they were all at the funeral home and everybody was just falling all to pieces. Just crying out loud openly. And Preacher Frank, the man of God, took his own brother, sister, family and brought them in and said, I want y'all to get a hold of yourself. This is not acceptable. He said, we can grieve and we can hurt, but if, our lo- if we're what we say we are, if we're truly saved, then our charity and our love is going to endure past this because there's another day coming. Another day coming. If you can't believe that and can't hold yourself up during that time, then friend, then we need to consider if we're mourning so that others will see us or if we're doing it in the right spirit and the right way so that Christ can be edified. You study about that and think about it and see if I'm not telling you the truth. I want to ask you this morning... As Zach comes with a song, Miss Stacy, will you make your way to the piano, please? About your love. This world has no idea what true love actually is. Listen to me. The kind of love that I'm preaching today goes beyond emotions of men, and it makes a man live right, do right. It constrains a woman to be faithful to her husband. It makes children want to make the right decisions because they don't want to bring a reproach on their family. And it's a love that only begins 100% of the time at the foot of the cross with Jesus Christ. I had not known what love was had it not been for Calvary. When I got saved, something happened. But God so loved, less fully. For God so loved you that He gave, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. I want you to stop and consider your sin. I want to ask you something. When was the last time you got down on bended knee? And you know you're forgiven of sin because if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all trespass. That's what the Bible says. But when was the last time you looked backward and you remember actions, words, thoughts, deeds, sins that separated you from the love of God 
And for all rights and purposes, God could have killed you right there. But God in His love reached out to you and says, Come back to me. Come home. Come back to me. And it hadn't been one time two times or three times, but most likely for everybody here, it has been a multitude of times that God has extended grace. And I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you got down on bended knee and you said, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I think it's good for us to just take the weights and the loads of our sin and say, God, here I am. And say, I'm sorry. And God, you don't even have to forgive me, but you know He will. And say, Lord, here I am. And I love you. Last night, I can't quit. Forgive me. It was getting cold, and uh, I was standing on a portion of the property where I was alone. And I was just standing there, just me and God. I just said, God, oh God in heaven, I just want you to know that I love you. You know he loves you, but have you told God lately that you love him? I said, God, I love you for all that you are and all that you do. This message stirring in my soul, knowing that I was going to talk about David today. Not only him, but everybody that's walked this pathway. And I said, God, your love is enduring, even past the passing of time. And I said, God, I love you. And I just felt his presence. Do you love him today? You have listened to Pastor Les Fuller at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. Please join us at 11 a.m. at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, or view our live stream on Facebook. May God bless you for listening. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 in